Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Service of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And today, one of our listeners writes in, and they have a good question. Are steps to salvation biblical? Well, people today, they love to have steps to be told what to do. We see this in Islam with the five pillars of Islam. These five pillars are to be obeyed, and then salvation will be granted. This, this approach is also common in Christianity. Roman Catholicism has seven sacraments. Various Christian denominations add public uh, confession, turning from sin, speaking in tongues, etc., etc., as a step of salvation. But Scripture presents one step of faith. In Acts 16.31, the Philippian jailer asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? And Paul responds to this uh, question in verse 31, saying, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The only step uh, to Jesus Christ in Scripture is faith. Now, we need to say more than this. All have sinned against God. Because of our sin, every person deserves to be eternally separated from God. And yet, out of his love for sinners, Jesus, fully God, fully man, he died in our place, taking the punishment that we deserve. The Lord promises forgiveness of sin and eternal life to all who receive by, uh, by grace through, through faith alone in Christ alone, the Lord Jesus as Savior. Uh, salvation is not about what steps you can take to earn your salvation. Christians should be baptized. They should even publicly confess Jesus as Savior. They, they should turn from sin. They should commit their lives to obey the Lord. And yet none of these are steps to salvation. They're results of salvation. Because of our sin, there's no way for sinners to earn our salvation. We might follow 1,000 steps, and it wouldn't be enough. This is why Jesus died in our place and for our sin, and he rose again, so we wouldn't have to do 1,000 or even more steps for our salvation. We are absolutely incapable of paying our debt of our, our sin debt to God, or even cleaning ourselves up and picking ourselves up from our bootstraps from our sin. Only the Lord could accomplish our salvation, and he did so through the finished and sufficient work of the Lord Jesus. Now, salvation is not about what steps you do or you don't do to come to Christ. Salvation is about coming to Christ and recognizing all he has done in his finished and sufficient work. This distinguishes the Christian faith from all the other world religions. Jesus alone is an exclusive Savior who makes exclusive rights as the only Lord and the only Savior who can save sinners. The Christian faith that recognizes the Lord has already accomplished the, the work, and, and he calls sinners to repent and believe in Christ alone. Every person must answer the question of where and how they will find their ultimate longing and meaning. In John 6.35, Jesus highlights this when he says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger, and, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Perhaps you're today you're confused by the latest news going on around our world or, or that you can't find a purpose for your life. And what I want you to understand is Jesus alone, he answers such a longing for light and for truth and for hope when he says in John 8, 12, 
I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Perhaps today you feel isolated, you feel lonely, or, or that all of life is empty and meaningless. You see, Jesus alone is the way of salvation. Jesus says this in, in John 10, 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He who comes in and goes out and, and will find pasture. Perhaps today you have let others down in your relationship with others. They seem shallow or empty, or perhaps it seems like others take advantage of you. You see, Jesus alone will not let you down because he is a faithful shepherd who loves his people. In John 10, 11, in verse 14, he says, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And perhaps you, you wonder what happens after this life or you're, you're tired of living for things that, that never satisfy. Perhaps you even wonder what, whether life has any purpose and meaning and, and what happens after you die. Now, Jesus alone can answer these issues and questions. And he does when he declares in John eleven twenty five through 26, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever be- lives and believes in me will never die. See, Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life. And he says this in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, the reason you feel hungry, the reason you you seem to be lost in the darkness, the reason you cannot find meaning in life is that you are separated from God. The Bible tells us that, that we all have sinned and therefore are separated from God. The void you feel in your heart is, is God missing from your life. You were created to have a relationship with God, and, but because of our sin, we're separated from that relationship. Even worse, our sin will cause us to be separated from God for all eternity in this life and in the next life. Jesus is the way of salvation. Jesus took our sin upon himself. Jesus died in our place and for our sin. He took the punishment that we deserve and he rose again. Three days later, right? He rose from the dead. He proved his victory over death. But why did he do it? Jesus answered this question himself in John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Jesus died so that we could live. If we place our faith in Jesus, trusting his death as a payment for our sins, all of our sins are forgiven. They're washed away. We will then have our spiritual hunger satisfied. The lights will be turned on by the Holy Spirit. We will have access to a fulfilling life in Christ. We will know that our true best friend and our good shepherd in Christ, we will know that we have life after we die, a resurrected life in heaven for eternity with Jesus. Well, I want to thank you for listening or even watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.